0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rain On Your Parade. Having a little technical difficulty here. Um, it's been a minute for me to finish this. Um, this is the last episode of the season, so um, might take a little break, figure out what series I want to do, because I think I want to, next season I want to do just a series, you know, start with a series. Uh, so it's going to be hard, you know what I mean, because I can't. You know what I mean? How many seasons are that you know? Yeah. Uh, so, my seasons for this podcast are like 12 episodes a piece, but I might have to change that for a series, you know what I'm saying? Or something. Um, it's been a minute because I've had some hating issues with my house, and I've had to stay with other people. Thankfully, I had some people to stay with, so, like, you know, that's good, and it sucks for people that, you know, it just made me think, like, what if you know, there are people that don't have that, so it's like, that sucks. You know, that, that happens. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm a little tired. I sound tired, I think. But, um, we're gonna get back into this. We left off. I'm just not gonna, you know, I haven't been watching much. I watched the, um, Inventing Anna, you know. It's like, you watch was on the way. Anyway, um... What was it? She also said, Run it again. <laughs> I don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. And it's like, she doesn't really talk like that in real life. i watched watch the interview. i watched watch that and don't F with cats. You know, just true crime stuff. Because it takes a lot of commitment to get into, like, something long and fictional, like a series, you know? And it's like, I have things to do. So, like, when I watch stuff, I'll kind of want it to be, like, stuff that you know, you don't really get that far into but anyway and plus those had like short they were short seasons and I'm trying to go through my list on netflix and like watch things that i have been meaning to watch for a while but inventing anna was trending and everybody was talking about it so i'm like i might as well you know find out what everybody's talking about It is funny; it's just funny to me I, I don't think it's not that serious like with that one it was a little less extreme than don't f with cats because like you know her crimes were not violent crimes and it's <laughs> like this is much funner And she's just, like, scamming all these people. And I'm not saying I like her. I'm just saying, like, I don't feel that sorry for her victims. (laughs) Except for Rachel, I kind of felt sorry for her. She, like, you know, wasn't that rich. (sighs) Anyway, well, let's get back into Secret of M. And that's what I've been watching. I've been meaning to read, like, the E.T. sequel novel. And I just haven't been in the mood to read. I finished, oh yeah, I finished my freaking... First draft of Shatter, um, the next book in the Invictus series, I finished the first draft. So I'm waiting, you know, a while to to get my proof, for one thing. So I like to have a printed copy to edit. It's easier to edit, you know, and find mistakes in a printed copy. So I get a proof even before any edits are done, just so it's a lot easier to edit that way. Um, yeah, that's just how I do it. And they're only like a couple dollars, you know what I mean? Instead of printing it out and wasting paper on my like, my own home printer, I just like get a proof copy from Amazon. Um, but anyway. That should be available very soon. Um, I'll post the trailer. The mock teaser trailer. You know, I on my author Facebook page. My Facebook author page. Um, I posted like a little miniature trailer. That's like a kind of a teaser, but but I'm gonna have a full trailer that I'm gonna post on YouTube soon. And um, I'm really happy about that one. And um, I just love it. I love doing that. <laughs> but that's gonna be available. I'm gonna wait. I think i'm I'm trying to wait until I have the book out and available for sale, so I can like post the link with the trailer on YouTube because um, last time I posted a trailer, I got like so many views, you know, what I mean, like three thousand views. So I'm like, yeah, this would be a good place to put the link to buy it people that's what people were watching but um <clears throat> so yeah that'll be available soon as soon as I get done with like several rounds of edits things um I'm very excited to have that done and then I'm starting on something else <laughs> but you know not going to talk about that today uh Today we're going to be talking about Secret of NIMH and we left off with um. Mrs. Brisby and Jonathan and Nicodemus all in this like gondola ride right under the earth <laughs> and if you're watching along like you should totally watch this movie you're like oh my gosh it's so great Um, or if you've seen it and you know what I'm talking about it's just the animation and I was reading like I read some stuff on the internet I'm, I'm like what are other people on the internet so I've never like you know movies I like I don't really care what other people think but but then like I'm like well has anybody else noticed this you know what I mean and like I looked it up to look at what other people were saying about this movie like and it has like its own con like like a comic con but nim con and um it's had like three events and I'm like that is amazing and then um there was a list of like 30 things that are cool about this movie and like It's just, I posted it somewhere on Facebook, on my personal Facebook, I think, and it's just, like, the guy that did the voice of Justin, you know, he named his kid Justin after the character, because it was, like, one of his favorite characters, and, like, all this other stuff, and I found out, it's so sad, um, Mrs. Brisby's, the voice actress, her name was Elizabeth, and, um, she has since, uh, this movie has... Like, several years after this movie came out, she is not alive anymore by her own choice. And, uh, it's just so sad to me. But people have, I guess, because in this movie, Mrs. Brisby doesn't have a first name. The fans have, you know, taken to calling her Elizabeth in honor of the voice actress. And that's so great. And they were talking about how everybody was so impressed with her voice acting ability I said that, you know what I mean? And before I knew anybody else did. Um, But they're talking about one specific scene where her voice shakes in a way that is almost like, it's just so great. And um, I'll talk about it when we get there. Because it is, like, as soon as I read the words that they, they're like, when she says these two words, um, it's just so good. And I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what they're talking about. I still... I can still remember how she sounds when she said it, you know, like every time- like every time it doesn't even matter how long it's been since I've seen it i I know that what they're talking about, and uh, it's just so beautiful how she was so good at this, and i've I've been talking about this the whole time, you know, on this podcast, but just everything they said, I'm like the stuff I did know or could know on my own like opinions spot on with them, you know what I mean, but the things I didn't know like. The guy that did the voice of the owl. I think he was like drunk the whole time. Like, he only recorded like one day and he was drunk. But he did good. Like it didn't matter. Um, but anyway. That's just some trivia and stuff. I did post it on my personal Facebook. If you want to listen to the, Go read like the list of things that are interesting about this. Because it was some stuff I didn't even know. And like the artwork for it. I've seen some brilliant artwork for it. Like fan art and just it's just so great it's like this movie is gorgeous it's like almost cr- the crow level of like cartoons though like instead of being like cause it's like you could stop it almost anywhere and look at the artwork and it's just brilliant artwork um, but anyway let's get into it the soundtrack on this part where J- Jenner is like talking about killing Nicodemus cause I started it kind of behind where I was the soundtrack here is just incredible like it sounds really like the stakes are real you know Woohoo, she is a brave woman. Anyway. Um, so Justin tells her like what the plan is. He's like, uh, blah 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 and he he's talking about, you know, they drug dragon. She's like, How do you get him to eat the drugs? And they're like, We sneak it in his food, there's a hole in the kitchen, it's like too small for anybody, except for mice, and uh nobody no, the rats can fit, but Mr. Aegis trout it and that's how he broke his leg. And then um that's how Jonathan died, you know, Dragon, and uh so (laughs) then she she asks what the plan is, and they're like to live free of stealing, you know, to stop stealing from humans and live on their own. And Nicodemus is like, we know too much. (laughs) It's like whoa, and then uh, she's like, maybe you know, like they get to the where they're going and like they're where they at is under the mill and it's falling apart, and they're gonna move to Thorn Valley. But anyway. Uh, Justin parks, and he's like, well, you know, she's like, I gotta go get my kids ready for tonight, and they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll be here at night time, and you can come get us, and then that's when they can move the house to the lee of the stone. And uh, so, <laughs> she, she, uh, then she, like, it's like, your majesty? Like, she calls Nicodemus your majesty. And it's like, is that necessary? But whatever. um, <laughs> Nobody told her to do it call him that he's just like he doesn't even like correct her and call, he's like well if she wants to call me that that's fine i think other rats have called her him that maybe is why she's doing it. i don't know but anyway um so <laughs> she's like maybe i could oh never mind bye and like she's leaving and then she runs back she's like i volunteer i volunteer as tribute no she's like i volunteer to drug dragon and Justin's like oh no Mrs. Brisby you can't do that and Nicodemus is like very well you can and and (laughs) Justin is so easy going he's just like oh (laughs) alright it's like you you were so against it a second ago Um, and Nicodemus is like no she can and Justin's like oh okay (laughs) you just do everything he says but um Justin's like I'll meet you at the west side of the farmhouse at dusk so like he's gonna give her the drugs to drug dragon with she volunteers to do it well somebody's gotta do it tonight you know cause they're moving the it's easier for everybody if she does so anyway <laughs> and they tell her she can and she's like thank you and then she's to to herself she's like I must be crazy and then like she's like running away and she's like goodbye and then she to herself again is like I must be crazy like, she's whispering and muttering to herself that she must be crazy. And it's like, this is real. Like, it makes it seem so much more real. You know what I mean? It's, it's so great. Like, all the rats start pulling up to the like place where he parked. So, they're all coming there. So, that's cool. I mean, I guess it's the way out for them. One of the ways out. Then a lily pad comes up to her. <laughs> and it's Jeremy. No, see, like I said, Jeremy's on the lily pad. And he's, he's like... He's under it. He's wearing it like a hat. He's hiding and running from the shrew. And, uh, he's like, ooh, you got a sparkly. <laughs> and, like, her, her amulet. He's like, can I hold it? And she's like, no. And she's like, Jeremy, I need you to go get me, like, lots and lots of string. All the string you got, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that'll take all day. And she's like, good. <laughs> she wants him to be, you know, occupied. But anyway. So, um, she's going to use the string to try and move the block which is her house and um but yeah like I said in the last episode he looks a lot smaller when he's with her like when the kids were with him and Auntie Shrew it looked like he was a lot bigger than them now with Miss Beardby it looks like he's smaller again what the heck I don't even know it's like it has to be on purpose like is why is it only with her that he looks smaller like it's weird it's like what is this is this on purpose like why did he look so much larger and they were like tying him up and stuff. But with her, he looks smaller. He's like not that much bigger than her. It's strange. I don't think it's an accident. Like I just. what, Why? Why, why is this a thing? Like I don't know if anybody else noticed that. But I did and it's weird. But anyway. <laughs> um, So now we're at the farmhouse. And um, Justin says it won't be long now. She's washing the dishes. <laughs> like he knows the people's routine. That's so cute. So uh, they're waiting so that, you know, when they're done with dinner, they can drug Dragon, and they're going to feed the cat. I guess they feed the cat at a certain time, and the rats know when that is, and they drug his food, blah, blah, blah. And so they're doing this, and this is close to the time when Justin cusses. <laughs> it's like, I've been waiting for this. No, but it's weird. It's just weird. Okay. Ugh, they make this steak seem so real and they talk about, you know, he's he's being so kind, he's like, oh no you're fine, he's like, are you nervous? and she's like, very, and he's like, it'll be alright you know, and he's being so sweet, I'm like, no wonder I had a crush on him <laughs> and um, he's like you better leave your cape, I could get caught on something he's so smart and um, she leaves him her cape and her amulet and she's naked it's really weird, it's really weird to see her without clothes on um, but she's like shaking, and it's it's this the animators the way they make her tremble the way she is is so realistic, like it makes her look absolutely terrified, and then she she like has to wait until Beth is the name of Fitzgibbons you know woman the the wife of the household. Her name is Beth, and I'm like, didn't we just talk about Elizabeth was the first name of Brisby? Maybe it is too, maybe that's why you know it's like what but anyway, um. So she's going to let Dragon in, and Mrs. Brisby has to go and drug the food, and we're gonna see what happens after that. Seems so realistically like... She's about to get back, and then... Dang. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Billy caught her. Billy is the son, and like... He's like, a mouse, I caught it, can I keep it? And she's like, no, put it outside. And Justin's like, damn. And it's like, no, this is not, (laughs) what the heck? And uh, he's like, he wants to keep her as a pet. And she finally is like, oh, all right. And it's like, you can't keep her as a pet. She's got things to do. She's a mother. Dude, at least Dragon didn't get her. But still, you know, she's going to be in a cage hanging from the ceiling. Like a cage that's high up. And remember, important thing to remember is that Earlier in this movie, Mrs. Brisby said she was afraid of heights, and she's also terrified of dragons. So, dragons in the house, and she's afraid of heights, and it's like, oh my gosh! But she did end up. She did drug. She did get the drugs and dragons' food. But anyway, ah, uh, then we go to Auntie Shrew and the kids, and they're getting ready for the rats to show up. And the kids are like, "I'm not afraid," and she's like, "I'm not afraid either." And then, like, she hears somebody coming, and she's like, oh, "The rats!" Like, she is obviously terrified of the rats. And they're like, "They're gonna move the house by the stone." Blah blah blah. You know. Then we see Mrs. Brisby's in the cage hanging from the ceiling and it's like, oh my gosh, uh, what the heck? So, you know, Justin later is like, he was like, oh, I'll come back for you later. But it's like she could stay in there overnight and stuff and it wouldn't matter as much because uh, the rats are still going to go move the house without her being there, which is fine. I mean, it wouldn't work given what we know is going to happen, but like (laughs) if, you know, according to their plan, she doesn't really need to be there. If things went smoothly. But anyway, um the rats are gonna go move the house. And um but then while she's in the house, there's a phone call and Farmer Fitzgibbons gets a phone call from Nim. And Nim is telling him that they're gonna come by in the morning to exterminate the rats and bulldoze the rose bush. So she's like, I gotta she hears him and like knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so I was like, She's pretty smart. And uh, so she's like, I have to warn Justin about this because, you know, so it's like oh, she's really smart. So yeah, she heard him and knew what he was talking about. So she's got to go warn Justin. So Tom is of the essence. She's got to go tell him, you know, Nim's coming in the morning to bulldoze the Rose Garden. They have to leave. The plan, you know, can't, you know, Jenner being like, oh, we should say we're at. It's like, you literally can't. <laughs> now you have no choice. Um, but anyway. So the whole point of him like trying to kill Nicodemus is like moot you know what I mean it's a totally moot point because (laughs) you know they have to move because they're gonna bulldoze the rosebush and like all the tunnels down there are gonna get destroyed so if they stay there they're gonna die so it's like they literally have to move tonight they have no choice so the rats have made this like pulley system where they're turning a crank and it's pulling this block it's a cinder block out of the mud and it's raining, so there's like mud. And they're pulling it up, and like the kids are inside, and Auntie Shrewd, she gets hit on the head by something. So it's like, uh, Cynthia is like laughing. She's like, Auntie's afraid. <laughs> like, and, and the Teresa's like, Martin, like, well, oh no. And like, they're sliding around, furniture sliding around. But it's like, I get why Timmy has to stay inside because that's the whole point of this, because he can't like go outside and travel. But like, even. But, like, even as long as it takes them to move this, like, he could be outside maybe for that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, but also, even if not, like, why does everybody else have to be in the house? Like, it's kind of dangerous to be moving this house with, like, Teresa and Cynthia Martin and Auntie Shrew inside of it. You know what I mean? It's like, at least they could get out and, you know, I, like, if Timmy has to be inside the house, he has to. But they don't have to. They could be outside with the rats. But I guess they're, like, you know, scared of them, too. <laughs> But whatever. And then we see Jenner and he's like, Nicodemus is standing in just right spot and he's got a sword and his LeFou is got a sword too. It's not really LeFou. I can't remember his name, but you know, he's, he's the sidekick, the villain sidekick, who's not really that bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like that. He's like, I don't think this is a good idea. And Jenner's like, oh yeah, it is. Like, we're going to kill him. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Man. For not being, because is like talking to what's his name? He's like, you better do this. You better cut the line. But then it goes back to Mrs. Brisby in that like cage. And like she's trying to untwist. They have like a a wire twisted around the cage door to keep it shut. She's trying to untwist it. And for being a mouse that's not got any of the serum that makes her smarter, she is super smart. Like for a regular mouse, she's like super smart. So she's trying to untwist that but like it like springs back and like cuts her arm. And um. so she puts her bloody arm in like the water bowl that they gave her. And then she realizes that part of the water bowl was on the outside of the cage. And so she tries to get in it and like get out, you know, through the other side. But uh, she can't fit. So like she gets out and then starts like running up against one side and then running and kicking it with both her feet to like push it out and it's like oh my gosh this is so smart like she and but like you know she's afraid of heights she's way up in the air and it's like oh my gosh what are you gonna do like you know it's, it's crazy um but yeah this is intense like all this is so intense we're getting to the like climax so Jenner cuts the line and it all falls on uh Nicodemus oh no <laughs> this candle falls, and like starts to catch the house on fire, but then water falls, and now the the rats are like looking through the rubble, trying to get to Nicodemus and Justin's voice actor is when he says, "Oh no, it's just so let's wait and see what happens oh no, no. <laughs> I'm like, no." I, f- I felt it, you know what I mean? Like, it felt so real and sad. And then, Brisby, we, like, they see that Nicodemus has been crushed by the house and all the other, like, equipment. Then Mrs. Brisby is, like, still trying to get out of this cage. And, uh, she has to keep pushing that thing out. <sighs> oh my gosh. So she just, like, pushes it out and it falls to the floor. But she grabs onto the cage and stays hanging up there. And she gets up there and then she's like... <sighs> still she's out of the cage but she's still standing on it like the ledge and she sees this like yarn that's inside the cage so she just like holds on to it it's like turns around and she just like closes her eyes and takes a deep breath and just like jumps off of it to the floor and i'm like dang going like and she's like scared of heights you know what i mean so she's like doing it and then when she lands she like slides right into the dragon And Dragon opens his eye, but, like, you know, he's kind of still asleep, so that doesn't really matter. And she, she like, runs and gets into that hole that she came out of. And Justin has left her, like, cape and amulet there for her for when she gets out. Or for when he comes back for her, I guess. And she, like, puts it on and, like, she's gotta go warn Justin and the others about Nim. So, then we go back and, like, Nicodemus is dead and Jenner's holding court and, like, saying, like, friends, we cannot move the Brisby home, but they freaking have to. But they done broke their equipment. So it's like, how are they even? They really can't now, but it sucks. You know, because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it sinking into the mud? So Jenner's like, we can't move this house. We got to go back. We'll go to Thorn Valley someday, but not today. Because he's just lazy. You know, he just doesn't want to do it. And like, <laughs> he just wants to keep stealing. And uh <laughs> then Mrs. Brisby comes back and she tells Mr. Ages, she's like, what happened? Where are the children? And he's like, they're fine. And he's like, Nick Demus is dead, though. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, you guys have to get out of the Rosebush. You have to leave the farm tonight because Nim is coming. And then she jumps up on the thing. She's like, Nim is coming. You're all going to die if you don't leave. And Jenner's like, "Lies! you're lying. I'm sick of you. And he starts to attack her. And then, like, Jenner's Lafou <laughs> that's what I'm calling him, runs over to Justin, and Justin's, like, just sitting there sad. So he doesn't know, you know, this is going on. So he runs against Justin. He's like, Justin, come on. Justin, like, goes and, like, jenner's like attacking her and he's getting ready it's like he's got a sword and he's like attacking her and justin like stops him he's like jenner stop this jenner's like no i've had enough and then he sees like she falls down and like the amulet like glows and jenner's like the stone and it's like the stone like (laughs) this is not the stone you're going to the lee of the stone that's a whole different stone so it's like what this is confusing you know kind of but anyway it's like does he know about this Like, you know, he obviously does. Which Nicodemus said he wanted to keep Jenner from getting his hands on it. But it's like, first of all, it won't work without courage of heart. And obviously Jenner probably doesn't have that. But also, like, how does he know about it? Like, it's, I don't know. We don't know. We didn't know before this that Jenner knew about it. Because when he sees it, he obviously recognizes it and knows it's, like, something, you know, important. So it's like, how did he know about this? Uh, Then, like... Jenner attacks her. He's like, I want that stone. And, like, Justin stops him. But, like, you know, he gets away. And then, like, uh, LeFou comes running up. He's like, Justin! Justin! And he's like, got a sword, and he gives Justin a sword. So it's like, he's, like, trying to help like this whole time. And, but Jenner, like, stat, like s- strikes him with a sword across the chest, and he, like, falls down like he's basically dead. So they're having a sword fight. Like, Justin and Jenner are having a sword fight. And Justin is hot. <laughs> like, I know he's a cartoon. I know he's a rat, but he's just so you know he's so he's morally good he's nice he doesn't want to fight but he's got to so he does like when he has to he has to and he's good at it you know so it's like uh this is great (laughs) the score here is amazing it's got tension it's got intrigue it feels like a mystery because justin while they're sore fighting justin is like it was you it was no accident you killed Nicodemus. Like he's figuring it out. You know, he's like you. You wanted this. You want. You know. He's and in the score in the background, the soundtrack. You know, is like freaking amazing. Like the score here is just like, da-da, da-da. it's like it sounds like more than just a regular sword fight. It sounds like a murder mystery, like thing. You know, like a but a very scary one. So it's like the score is amazing. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's giving me some vibes of like Robin Hood, but like. Where Robin Hood was Disney and it had to be more lighthearted, but like there were some serious moments. Like this is giving me like those serious moments at the end of Robin Hood where they think he drowned. You know what I'm saying? Like the perilous moments. This this whole vibe and score reminds me of that a little bit. Especially now that I know that Don Bluth worked on Robin Hood. But anyway, uh yeah, this is good. And Jenner admits it. He's like, yeah, I killed him. And it's like, dude, you know, you're intelligent rats. They probably have rat jail or something. Like, you can't just... You're not just a rat, now. Like, you're intelligent. So you probably could get charged with murder in the rat kingdom or whatever. So, uh, yeah. So Justin gets pretty much the better of Jenner. But, like, uh, Jenner is, like, backing away. So Justin turns around. He's like, friends, we have to travel tonight to Thorn Valley. We have to leave no trace that we ever existed. You know all this stuff that you're not really paying attention to as much because of the sword fight and all this, but like it's important plot in the book. Um, they really have to like really destroy everything to make sure nobody can know that they were there. You know, they don't want people to know that they are intelligent rats. You know, because they won't stop looking for them if they find evidence. You know, uh, so they're kind of like eleven <laughs> from them. Like actually, and um. But Jenner has kind of recovered, and he's coming up behind Justin, and Justin doesn't know it. But then Lafou is, like, laying on the ground, and he pulls out this little knife thing. And, like, J- Jenner is, like, about to, like, jump on Justin, and, like, LeFou throws this little knife and, like, stabs him in the back before he can get to, you know, Justin. So, like, Lafou kind of saved the day, you know? <laughs> so it's, like, that's cool. And he, like, does, though. Like, Lafou does, too. Jenner and Lafou are dead. <laughs> Which is, like... Jenner was a villain. LeFou never really was that much. He kind of started out like that, but then it was like but I'm not going to be a jerk. <laughs> you know, Like he was, he, you know, was basically he basically is like LeFou. But anyway um <laughs> so, which he, he was here like this This character existed before LeFou, so, you know or the cartoon version of LeFou anyway um, I don't I never read Beauty and the Beast like the story but whatever. Um, <laughs> I think that's a Disney creation. But anyway um, so, they're all planning to leave. Jenner's defeated. Nicodemus is dead. Jenner and Lafu are dead. I don't know LeFou's actual name, but, uh, they, uh, yeah, and she's, like, walking away sad because her house is, like, she can't move her house, so she, that part. Her ears are cute. She kind of looks like a rabbit. She has cute little pointy ears. Oh, gosh, it's cute. But... <laughs> They all kind of forgot about the kids. And we hear Martin being like, hello, anybody up there? And she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I have kids. <laughs> Not really, but she's just like, you know. Hey, now. <sighs> Did you hear the way she said that? Because they, they messed up and, like, uh, the house is just sitting there. And she's like, they're like, mother, are we almost moved? And she's like soon now she's trying to sound cheerful but her voice covers that's the moment that they were talking about where she's such a good voice actress because you heard it you know you just that sound the way she says it oh it's so good it's like you can hear everything you know she's she you know but she's like crying too like she says it and then she's like oh gosh what am I gonna do but it hasn't started singing yet and that's even worse Oh, man. Bubbles come up and the house starts sinking into the mud. And she's like... Her her house block is sinking. So, (sighs) problem number 20,000 in this movie. Uh, Real stakes. See, we don't get any moment. Like, she was sad and then, you know sucks there's no moments of like okay let's sing a happy song for like 45 minutes you know it's like no 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 relief from the pain of all the problems that we're facing here they brought their own rope the rope the rats brought their own rope Uh, Jeremy did not come in with a string but um we got 11 minutes left and so now I think it's a good time for an ad break um before we get to like the very last problem of the thing, you know, we're gonna take an outbreak and then come back for the very last, you know, climactic part because we had the whole, you know, the rats' problems <laughs> are dealt with basically, even though we lost some people, especially Nicodemus. Don't care really that we lost Jenner, <laughs> but like, kind of sucks that we lost the foo because he was trying to help. But, uh, it's really sad that Nicodemus died, but, um, you know the book had a lot the book had different endings than that and it's like I can't even talk about it I was very mad about the book uh, what happened there but um, yeah we have about about 11 minutes left of the movie so we're gonna finish that part after the ad break and um yeah I'll get back to this after the ad break hello everyone we're back from the ad break um i was just listening to a podcast the hype canon podcast about the terminator 2 <laughs> and they were talking about how linda hamilton and like sarah connor this iconic you know strong woman who's fighting people and stuff and it's like that's cool and especially for it's tom But, like, at the same time, it was, like, what was her motivation? And it started me thinking about Mrs. Brisby. And how, at certain points, like, even when women were strong, it was only allowed to show them as as strong if their motivation was their children. Which I feel like is... And then I started thinking about, like, which ones weren't. And, like, I don't know. Ripley from Alien came up to mind and... Um, Ellie Sattler from Jurassic Park came to mind because she, you know, which she wanted kids. You know what I mean? She wanted to have kids. She pre- she kind of tried to pressure Ellen. So I, you know, it's like we still had a way to go. You know what I mean? Like, and then oh, sorry, that snowballed into me thinking about like a female protagonist who. I see it as strong, and like a lot of people don't, there's like a lot of problematic things about this movie, but Breakfast at Tiffany's Holly Golightly's like, um, motivation and person she wanted to take care of was her brother which is still like in service to a man but at the same time, it was her brother not like a love interest or a husband or, you know, kids so, you know and then I started thinking about like freaking look at what happened to her like she was a child and the guy who adopted her married her and then paul was like the best thing to do the right thing to do would be to send you back with your husband dude no like are you kidding me he's oh my gosh like that's the worst thing that should have happened to that was like actual abuse he's like i'm gonna adopt you and then i'm gonna force you to marry me and take care of my kids and your own brother like you're a mom and she was only like 11 like, people act like Holly Golightly is this tramp who just, like, oh, she takes advantage of men, and she's this and that, and it's, like, or, like, she's cool for doing that. Either they like her or they don't like it. but I'm, like, y'all, there's so much more going on here, like, I just <laughs> but anyway, I haven't covered that maybe ever, and that's not what this is about, but I was just thinking about Miss Brisby, and though I'm not, like, complaining, like, You know, uh, not like her kids are her motivation, but they're not her only motivation. Like, like when she ran back and she she, like when she was trapped in that cage, you know what I mean? Like she was going to stay there until Justin came back to help her. But like, that was when she was concerned about her kids because she's like, well, the rats will move the house and they'll be fine. You know, Auntie Shrew's with them. They'll be fine. But when she heard that about Nim coming and her motivation was to go save the rats so, like, her heroics do not end with, like, her motivation of heroics is not end with her kids. Like, she also was motivated to protect the rats. Like, oh, they're gonna come and kill the rats. I gotta go warn Justin, you know, to save those people. You know, those rats or whatever. <laughs> I keep calling them people, but they're so humanistic. So, it's like, humanoid, whatever, you know. It's early. And something funny happened earlier. <laughs> like, I was checking my email and I get a word of the day. Like, a unknown a, a word, basically. Usually, it's like a new word that nobody ever... You know, it's like a lesser-known word every day from this website. Because I like words, you know? My writers so are like... You know. And, um... This one came up that, like, really works with a story that I might... That I'm going to write in the future. It's, like, the most important one. <laughs> but, like this word came up and I looked at the definition and like what it meant and then I realized I could use it for something and like I was like oh yeah like you know like all excited mom's like what are you what's going on over there like why are you talking like that and I was like oh it's just this word of the day thing and she's like that's like what you get excited about is like the word of the day (laughs) and I'm like yes I'm such a nerd like that's the exciting part of my day is getting a good word of the day it is an exciting cause like I get a word every day and I don't keep all of them because I like collect words and names, you know, Charles Dickens, <laughs> Charles Dickens collected names. But anyway, I, I, most writers do like, I think probably. And, um, when I hear an interesting word with an interesting meaning, I keep it, you know, I write it down and, um, same with names. So, um, but it's not every day. Cause I get a word of the day every day. And, um, I don't save all of them, but uh, when they're interesting or if they work with something that I'm planning planning on writing, I'll keep it. Uh, I thought that was funny. And also, um, for personal reasons, one of the books that I have published, I unpublished for a while. Because it's based on a true story. A true love story and, um, it's true love no, I'm just I mean, it is, but I don't, I'm not, like, sappy well, I guess I am a little bit, but whatever anyway um, I had unpublished it, cause I was like I'm not sure, and then also this other, there was, like, a few reasons why I unpublished it and, like, one of the reasons was you know the people that are involved in it, you know what I mean and real the real life people, you know and, uh I discussed it with someone, you know, and, uh, they, they were like, go ahead and share whatever. I don't like share more even, you know, than what you already did. And I'm like, well, that <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do that, but, and then like a couple other people were talking like, oh, you should make this a story. And I'm like, I freaking already did. You know what I mean? But, um, I already did, but I um, published it and then it needs updated. I'm not good at writing true stories. It's the worst thing I've ever written. Just because of how... it. It's not the worst story. It's just the, the least well written. Because it's a true story. And like... Those are the hardest for me. Because I feel tied down by reality. And like Ezra talked about this. on Pray pretty large. And people made fun of him. And I agree with them to make fun of him. I'm always on board to make fun of Ezra. But like... Not to defend Ezra. Because I hate doing that. But like... I get what he's saying. Because... He's like, Aria, you're not tied down by reality. And it's like, that is the... (laughs) I mean, somebody saying those words to Aria is the funniest thing. But, like, I get what he means. Because, you know, when I write a true story, it's harder. Because it's like, I want to include everything. It's like, well, I can't miss this detail because it's important. But it's like, it's not really. When you write a fictional story, you, you can leave out all the extras. You know, like, you don't... It's just so hard to know, like what is important to this, like, all the backstory involved, because I know my life, you know what I mean? It's like, well, I gotta tell them this about me that happened when I was five because they want to understand why, you know. So it's like, it's harder to write a true story for me because, you know, you want to include everything, but you can't, and it doesn't make for a good story, and you want to be, like, faithful to reality. Even when you are trying not to be, it's hard not to be, you know? So it's like, I want to add fluff, you know, and add in, you know, things that didn't happen or change things or whatever. And it's like, all the names have been changed, but, um, it's just harder when something's based on a true story for me, because it's like, how do I fictionalize something that really happened? And whenever like the stuff that is true is so beautiful. I mean, it is like the story itself. It's like the actual events were like beautiful, you know, but so it's like it's so beautiful on its own I don't need to add anything to make it beautiful but then again it's like it's beautiful from my perspective because I was there how do I get that across you know because if you're not there it doesn't it's like well this happened and it's like so it's like oh well you know he drank lemonade it's like so he doesn't like lemonade it's like so and it's like but you don't understand like (laughs) you know (laughs) it says a lot about like What's going on in my head is, like, a, and that's a real example of a thing that I just, just like, so it's, like, <laughs> there's things going on in my head that I can't, you know, it's, like, how do I get down on paper what why this is important or why it means something to me, you know, when it's a true thing, you know, when it's fictional, it's fine, like, I, it's so easy for me, but, like, when it's not, you know, when it's true, it's, like, how do I express how, why this is important? And like, what do I leave out? What do I include? What do I add to it that's fictional? You know, and it's like, you know, and I would already changed a lot. I changed some things already, but it's just not, if I wrote it as, I would have to rewrite it as a totally fictional thing. And then include parts, you know, that are, instead of writing from the truth, and then adding fictional, I'd have to write fiction and then add the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I kind of should do it backwards of what I did before. Because what I did before was write the truth and then add fiction and change things. But what I need to do is write fiction and then add truth, you know, um, to make it a better story. And uh, But for now, I unpublished it and then I talked to someone and they were like, you should just share everything I don't you know share even more than you already did you know blah 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 because I left some stuff out that was like kind of um r-rated or x-rated whatever which is not gonna be erotica it's not gonna be like my fan fiction it's not gonna be that I, I can't do that and I don't know if I'm gonna add any of that but I might add like more than I did because they encouraged me to and um so I'm like you know when we discussed it, so they were like, share it, share it, share it. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do that, whatever, I don't care. Like, I don't care, like, I just thought maybe you cared, but I guess you don't, so, you know, okay. And so, um, I republished it for now, but it's only going to be republished temporarily, so, like, it's only going to be available, it's available on paperback and on Kindle. It's called Left to Right, and, of course, my name's Rainfielder, and I'm on Amazon. But that's only going to be available temporarily and I'm going to change some things later on. Like I'm not even working on it right now because it's one of those things because it's true and I got it all out. I got all of all of the events out, you know, or all of like the key events. Not every event or every conversation, but just like key moments. Since I got it all out, now when I go back, I'm like, okay, I got it all out. Like there's nothing more here, you know, to write about. Um, The feelings are still there. I still am in love with this person like I'm not ashamed to even admit it but like they they know but like (laughs) it's been a long time and it's crazy that it's been so long and I'm still but whatever the feelings are all still there and like when I think about these memories like they come back but like I just the events there's no more events to tell and uh so I guess I would have to make some up but it's really hard to me to get inspired to write about it whenever I just want to move on. Like, not move on from the person, but move on from the events. Because that's in the past, you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like I want, like, if anything, I would want new memories with the same person, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would want that, but I do want that, but, like, okay, those are the memories, and they're all out, and there they are, and there's the story. But it's beautiful still to me, and I still feel things for the memories, but, like, I'm ready to move on from the past, you know, and to, you know, so it's really helped me to write that. (laughs) I thought I was, I'm like, I'm over him. I'm over it. And I'm like, well, I am. I'm over it because like, I don't need to live in the past, but like, you know, I, you know, I talked to this person and, and it's like, we're friends. So it's like, I still want to be with him you know in the future I'm sharing too much this is an overshare I never talk about my personal like things and now but like you know maybe hearing all this will motivate people to go buy that book you want to hear how it started right like you know if you're nosy about me or if you want to hear how this you know um it's just something I've been thinking about lately and uh yeah I want to move on from the past not the person you know but the past and and have new memories with that person. Which I do. I mean, I ended it way back. You know, I ended the book way back. And then, you know, uh, continued to uh, have new things happen with that person. But, like, I didn't, you know, add to the book because of it. I just left it where it was. Because it was a good place to end it. And, um... I don't know, maybe in the future I will... I mean, I'm planning in the future to write a fictional version of it and start from a place of fiction and then add truth instead of the other way around. And, um... Because it'll be easier to make it into an actual story. Because it doesn't read much like a story. It reads much... It reads more like a diary of events. You know? So it's like it needs to be an actual story with, like, you know, plot. I mean, it has plot, but it's just like, okay, (laughs) you know? Um... And maybe I'll add in some sprinkle in some saucy bits, you know, <laughs> like I do fan fiction, but not as bad as fan fiction, like I can't be going that far um and i'm I'm thinking I'm definitely not gonna put like true things that happen physically, like those saucy bits are gonna be all fictional because I don't feel comfortable sharing that much you know about true things, you know, but um anyway. They are, like, you know, and, it, you know, it doesn't matter if they're cool with it or not. I'm not cool with it. You know what I mean? It's, like, that's private. And, you know, I can say that this happened and that happened. And if it's fictional, it's fine. I don't care to share that. But, like, I'm not going to put in, like, true things about private moments. You know what I mean? That are real because that's just too far. Like, that, I can't. I just don't feel comfortable with that. Um, No. But, anyway, that's... (laughs) This is supposed to be about a cartoon, um. So anyway, let's get back to Secret and M And plus, you know, there's not much of this movie left, so it's not like I need to like save Tom. Um. But anyway, it's getting to the big moments here, and uh, we're talking about Miss Bursby You know, her house is starting to sink. Everything has been kind of resolved with the rats because she warned them, and they're planning to move to Thorn Valley. But now the problem is the house is sinking into the mud, and uh, it's a really bad thing. And these action scenes are harder to talk about because there's not much to say because there's no, I mean, there's a lot of emotional stakes here, but it's like a majority of the time the same thing is happening. Like it's sinking, you know, and it's going to be sinking for a minute and like they're just trying to find a way to keep that from happening and they don't know how. I mean, they're freaking rats. I mean, they're smart, but like they're not strong or big enough to pick up a cinder block, you know. We finally get another mention of Brutus. Just since they're all trying to like tie the house to this rope they've had and like trying to pull it back up. And he's like, "Brutus, get this rope." And I'm like, "Dude, Brutus, hey, (laughs) now you're helping. Uh, You know, earlier you were attacking her." But anyway, um, they're trying to tie it off and like pull it up again, you know, because they can't like get under it and pull it up because they're like half this out. They're like it's a house to them, (laughs) you know, it's like big as a house to them. So it's like, how are we going to keep it from sinking into the mud? And they're all trying to help. And um, they're just nice, man. It's like, people were scared of the rats, but they're nice. Good job, Shannon Doherty, like, playing the voice of Teresa. She's like, Mother, get us out of here. Like, it shows the kids inside, and the house is filling up with mud, and they have to get up on the table. And uh, Martin's trying to help them. Where's uh, Auntie Shrew? Oh, Cynthia fell in the mud. These child actors with this voice acting— incredible. They sound really like they. She's holding onto the rope that it sunk. It sunk all the way. It sunk all the way, and uh, she's just holding onto the rope by herself. So this is desperate times. <laughs> it's all the way under the mud, all the way. Like that's mess. That's messed up. Okay, so seeing some like Justin has to like pull her out of the mud because she's like trying to dig her way down to it, and uh he pulls her back and she's like freaking out and it, the animation makes is so good it makes her look really like she's really experiencing this, you know like it's it's accurate animation for her like facial expressions and stuff and her voice acting and everything's great, well, she had lost her when she was struggling to keep the rope out of the you know mud she lost her necklace, like it fell off of her into the mud, and then like, Justin pulls her out, and she's just laying there, like she's freaking out, but like, the stone the amulet um, comes up out of the mud by itself, and like, floats over to her, and then we hear Nicodemus and then see his face inside the amulet saying like, courage the heart is very rare, the stone has power when it's there, you know and uh, she's like, the stone, and then she grabs it with her hands, and it seems to be like, burning her hands, but she's like Holding it, she's holding it anyway, and trying to like absorb the power or like you know harness it. It's literally so cold in here, and like I have an electric blanket, but that's besides the point. Anyway, um, here we go. So yeah, she's holding on to this um thing and harnessing its power. We're gonna see what she does with it. And the thing is, like, she takes it and like, she, like. Light shoots out of her everywhere, and like like, all the rats bow down to her. And then, like, she takes the rope and like comes up in front of her, and she like takes it and just touches it. And the rope lights up, and then like the mud starts bubbling, and like her house comes up out of the mud. And then, like, she just takes it, and like the rope, it's like she's got Eleven's powers, like almost like she's got telekinesis just by touching the rope. And like, you know, the house floats (laughs) through the air and like lands where it's supposed to be, you know. to a safe place and um, it's like girl you could have did this by yourself all along If Jonathan would have brought you the necklace instead of giving it to freaking Nicodemus but whatever Um, <laughs> but she didn't know you know what I mean like she had to go on this journey you know what I mean like all of the things that happened had to happen you know and I guess if this is Stranger Things she's Joyce and Eleven and like oh yeah I was just thinking about it and I was like Dude, her and Joy Byers are the same character. Like, they're the same character. And, like, my mom was like, how? Like, literally, how? They're just moms. And I'm like, no. That's not it. <laughs> it's like, I gotta help my boy, you know? You know? It's all about... And, you know, it's not just about being moms concerned with their kids. It's like, everything. It's like, oh, she's scared. She's scared all the time. But she is not gonna... Like, let that stop her from doing what she has to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. It's beautiful. I wish, um, which with Joyce, I don't feel this whole because I like Joyce. I feel like Joyce is strong and powerful. Um, I don't feel like because I don't have a problem with somebody's motivation for doing things being their child or something, but like, if it's women, that shouldn't be the only one. I have a problem with it being the only motivation for women. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can't always be that. It's just like assault. It's like I'm. Not, I don't have a problem with stories that talk about assault, but if it's necessary and like every woman's motivation or backstory can't be that she was assaulted or abused. You know what I'm saying? Like, just let us have a bunch of different things, and like those things are fun occasionally. Like your motivation is your kid, or your motivation is in the past you were abused or assaulted. Those are fine as stories, you know, to to put as somebody's story, I think. But they can't be the only one. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I feel like I have just unintentionally, like, with Limitless, my Invictus, you know, the Dawn of Invictus, the first in the Invictus series called Limitless. Each girl, there's four girls and they each have a superpower, you know, and they each have, you know, their own backstories and all of them are different. You know what I mean? Like, all have a different backstory. And, um, some of them are, I mean, they're maybe a little similar, but not really. You know, so it's like, you know, it's just different. And they're just things, you know, I want, I wanted to give them interesting backstories. One of them was assaulted, but, like, that's not all. You know, that's not the main thing, you know, and that's not, all there is to her you know and and, like they all have different things and like even though they all have different things they don't all have one thing they have multiple things you know so it's like you know but anyway so she does this and moves the house with like basically telekinesis (laughs) with firepower like this like red light comes out of the amulet into her arms and then it shoots out of her and like sparkling like white-ish yellow light and then like she touches the rope and this red light goes down the rope and it's just you know it's good visual representation of like magic basically it always bothered me like how are they gonna get that rope from underneath the house like it landed on some of the rope and I just like wanted (laughs) some of it like floated away and I'm like yeah but there's some still under it like it's just gonna lie there like I don't like that but anyway I like how she, like, passes out. She's, like, worn out. It's almost, like, 11, you know, Um, from Stranger Things. And, um, Justin's there, and they're all, like, watching her, like, all the rads, and Justin, like, tilts his head and looks kind of concerned and confused, you know? And it's, like, then we fade away, you know, to, like, that's over. You know I mean? It happened. That's done. Like, we don't need... And I, I like that. I like how it's just, like, we don't need, like, a bunch of explanation or anything like that we just don't need it you know it's done now and so we can just move on and it's like i don't know how many days later oh we'll see well i guess it's the next day because nim are there and they're like pumping you know extermination they're trying to yeah nim is there it says that on the truck Nim. they're trying to exterminate the rats in the garden or in the rose bush but the rats probably have moved Okay, so, like, I guess it's the next day, and I'm not sure why, but, like, their house has, like, grass already grown over it, and it's, like, in the book, they had this, like, summer house that they went to near the creek that they would stay at. I don't think they went there, but I don't know, but Jeremy comes up, and Timothy wants to get out of bed, and she's like, you're not getting up, it's not happening, and, uh, he's like, mom, I want to get up, I feel better, and she's like, you're not done, you know, you're not ready yet, not happening, and, um, Then, like, Jeremy comes, and he's like, I need Uh, you know, he's like, what are you doing? Your house is moving, blah, blah, blah. They have a conversation. Then, like, he meets a girl. Like, this female crow comes and, like, knocks him into some grass. Like, uh, Cynthia's over there watching him, and then he comes back out, and he's like, Mrs. Briz, I need the sparkly. Girls love a sparkly. And she's like, I gave it to Justin. He's like, Justin? Who's Justin? And she's like, the leader of the rats. So, you know, he became the leader. And then uh, she's like, "Just be athletic." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And then him and that like crow girl like he trips over Cynthia running back to her, but like it's it's all this mess. It's just stupid. It's not doesn't matter. And uh, then Teresa's like, "Mother, did the rats really go to Thorn Valley?" And she's like, "Yeah." And Cynthia's like, "Will I ever see them?" And she's like, or Teresa's like, "Will I ever see them?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure, probably." And Cynthia's like, "Today?" And she's like, "Probably not today. No." Like, when you're older. And so, you know, that's what happened. Everything's fixed, and the rats went to Thorn Valley, and so they're safe. And, um... Except for Jenner. And probably is not okay. And, uh, I think he died. And then Nicodemus died. So that sucks. But Justin took over, and he took the rats to Thorn Valley. And so I guess they're gonna be there. And, um, probably she's gonna date him. (laughs) You know? Um, I just feel like that's gonna happen. But anyway... Um, the crow found a girl, and he's got string and blah blah blah. That's not important. And here comes the depressing song. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure this is all there is. The song starts playing, and it's like written for this movie. It's a. It's like a lullaby, but like, this is not who originally sung it in like the original movie. Like what? Sounds terrible. I don't know who this is. Like sorry, but it does. And then uh, that's it. And also, this movie has no musical. I, like um, ask, it's not like a musical. They don't have like musical numbers where the characters are singing. Blah blah blah. It's very rare for that to happen, even in like some of Don Bluth's other movies. They had that. Like, I don't think they had it in Land Before Tom*, but they definitely had it in *Fievel*, um, and some other ones. But there's absolutely no characters like singing a song, and I kind of like that. You know, I think that gives it a quality of, like, seriousness. Um. Yeah, guys. Um. I'm trying to, like, think of anything I need to say. Or anything else I want to say about it. Um. This is my favorite movie. Growing up. One of my favorite movies. Um. The music here. And, and, like, the part where... In, oh, oh! I forgot to say, like, I think I forgot to say that, like, when she's moving the house with her mind, <laughs> um, the music there, like, the, the score sounds a lot, like, E.T.-ish, like, sort of, like, E.T.-esque. It's very, uh, I don't know, it's just different. So that was that, um, and, uh, this is the last episode of the podcast for this season. Season three is done. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I kind of just. Oh my gosh, what the heck was that? <laughs> I'm on Tumblr. Um, I'm not telling anybody my Tumblr name. That's my p- totally private thing. But, um, I don't want to. Tumblr is like 100% private for me. But, um, even like my family and friends have no idea. Like, they don't follow me on Tumblr not gonna happen um but anyway uh it's just i like having something to myself for the freaking internet and plus it's like wow you know tumblr's not for that tumblr's for randomness i'm trying to find the quote list because uh, sometimes i forget to do like a quote like i forget to pay attention to what quote i want to say but i don't want to be like depressing i want to do something funny Um, I'm just gonna look at the quotes on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see what is like. I wonder if it shows like the score of this got on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like 98 or something, I think. It's like a lot. Not that we care, but I oh, don't know. This is just the quotes. Oh, here's what Mrs. Brisby said about... She, uh, Jeremy that I was talking about in one of the other episodes she's like, if you're going to feather a nest you've got a lot to learn about how to treat a lady and Jeremy says, right, when you're right, you're right and you're right, none of the girls I meet want to get serious and Mrs. Brisby's like, I doubt they'd survive <laughs> oh gosh is that all? <laughs> Justin Jenner was like, I learned this much, take what you can when you can. And Justin says, Jenner says, I learned this much, take what you can when you can. Justin says, then you have learned nothing. It was a good line reading when he said it. You were a girl once. (laughs) I'm trying to read the quotes. Little Mouse Brisby is a widow. Do, 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 do. I really like the voice acting in this. Like it's it's just... It's just great. The voice acting is great. It's just amazing. Oh, and like at the end, Auntie Shrew shows up and like Teresa's like, It's Auntie Shrew, and then Sansi so, is like true, Auntie Shrew, Auntie Shrew, like excited and then Martin's like, oh no, <laughs> like he hates her. You know? All the quotes are like serious quotes, so I want something funny. You know? I felt it deep down in my wishbone, and I saw this thing online that said that, that was dirty, but I don't think it is. Ah, <sighs> oh, da da da. the poor turkey fell down yeah when the girl crow comes Cynthia's like another turkey it's like (laughs) it's just a little I don't know yeah I'm just reading quotes oh my gosh Jenner is such a jerk Sorry, um, for being, like, quiet, but I'm looking at quotes and, you know what, instead of doing a quote, I'm just gonna say, like, I'll see you next season, um, I'll try to come up with, you can contact me on Facebook or whatever if you have, like, a series you want me to do. I've thought about doing, um, what's it called? My called Life. They took it off of Hulu, though, so... I don't know. I, I'm sure I could find it, but, you know, that's very disappointing. Um, It's not that long of a series, you know, it only has one season, and there's stuff to talk about. Uh, I already talked about it, but it was, like, one subject only, and, like, I feel like there's just more to say. Like, a whole lot more. And, like, I just like how they, like, talk or whatever. <laughs> or something. But, uh... <laughs> It's just really interesting. Um, I thought about that, or Riverdale, or Mr. Robot. Uh, that would be a, a huge undertaking if I did a Mr. Robot, like seriously. um, I could do Jessica Jones, I just watched the series. Well, I watched season one and season three, I skipped season two. Because it's like, you know what, I don't need to. Um... I thought it was going off of Netflix forever and then today it's back it's up on um Disney Plus so it's like all the defenders are on Disney Plus now so it's like okay well I might watch um Daredevil then cuz I tried to watch uh Luke Cage but it just wasn't like for me and um you know but it just didn't- it wasn't a Miley. I I don't think I like any of them. I don't like superhero things as much. Unless there's like... Something to draw me in. Like Jessica Jones is like... Her and Kilgrave's relationship. Like, I don't know. It's just something darker. And then, uh, with WandaVision. It was like a cool thing. You know, because it had a different thing going on. And then with anything with, you know, The Winter Soldier. Obviously I'm just watching for Sebastian Stan. Um, I did like Gotham. I'm not totally against superhero stuff. I'm not saying I don't like them. But like just typical superhero movies are not my thing. They're just kind of boring to me. Like action movies, superhero things are not really my style. Um, unless they have something extra. You know, that draw me in. Um, some angle. And I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I love those characters, like, so much. Well, I love the actors. (laughs) And I love the actors playing those characters. Um, Those two guys are just the best. Uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. And their characters, like, because they're playing them, the characters are good. Um, But they're fun to watch. It's not like the show was, like, extremely good. Um, Jessica Jones was, like, good because she's more relatable to me. And, um, just, she's just awesome. And darker. You know what I mean? And then Killgrave, which is, you know, interesting. And then WandaVision, of course, is different because of the, you know, the premise of the show. It's just cr- really cool. Um, you know, I kind of get into some of the characters. Like, uh, I'm like, I love Wanda and Vision both so much now <laughs> that I've seen it. And, like, some of them are good. Like, Iron Man. the first Iron Man I liked a little bit, like the movie. Um... I'm not into Captain America uh, I don't I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Steve Rogers like I just find him boring like oops I'm sorry <laughs> and then of course I could do um, Riverdale said that already. There's just things I don't know yet I'm trying I'm going I'm definitely thinking about doing a series. <laughs> Next, because cruel summer is over, and you know, who knows if it'll come back. I might be maybe I'll do the wilds because it's coming back in May or Stranger Things. You know, there's so many things I could do, but I haven't decided yet. Um, it's not like I, could, I have to pick one only, like, but it's gonna like if I pick one, it's gonna take a while to do one, you know, it's gonna take up the whole season at least, maybe a few, you know, like with Mr. Robot. It's gonna take a long time to talk about all that. You know, it's a huge commitment doing a series. And look how long movies take me. You <laughs> know, three episodes for one movie. Um But anyway That's all i was yeah, that's all I wanna say about all that and when I come back for season four we'll know. We'll know then what uh what series I'm doing or Maybe I won't do a series and do movies. I don't know. But I'm going to try and do a series. And it's looking like it's going to be Riverdale at first. For sure. I might not do all of Riverdale. But I definitely want to do like the first season. And then maybe talk about what the heck went wrong. Or where things went wrong. Like I'll get to the point where things start to go wrong. And then maybe stop there. And just be like everything after this sucks. And it's not everything after, you know, like, after a certain point, there are some moments that are okay, but just it's just off the rails. And it's, like, it's so hard to watch because it's so bad. But I don't know. We'll see. I watched Katie Keene, too, and it wasn't actually as bad as, like, you know, it could have been. <laughs> it could have been worse, but I think Lucy Hale saved a lot of it. But it wasn't real good, you know. It's a CW show. What can you expect? But, like, some of them are better than that. You know, Batwoman, I didn't really like that much. I watched it for Ruby Rose, and then, like, it was just hard to watch. It's hard to watch some of these CW shows where it's, like, it feels, they all kind of feel the same, you know? And it's just not, it just doesn't feel right. Like, I need to watch them, like, when I'm binge-watching something, and I'm like, I can't wait to watch the next episode. Like, I can't leave. I gotta binge-watch it. I did not get that feeling with any of them, you know? And with Riverdale, you know, it was pretty good at first. I didn't feel that urge to watch them over and over again. But, like, it was still pretty good, you know, in the first season. And, like, the ending, it was, like, they had some great moments. And it felt like a real TV. I'm not going to get into it. But I can see, you know. um, <laughs> That's what I want to talk about is, like, it started off pretty good. And a lot of people didn't even like it at the beginning, like the bros, but it's like, I, I did. And like, I don't care, you know, it definitely has gotten worse. And it's just like, you know, it's like the Nickelback of shows. Like, it's cool to think it's dumb, but it's like, it really is bad, though. Like, it's really, really bad and it did not start off this bad. It did not. Like... It did not, but it's not even like so bad that it's good or funny anymore. Like there, there were some times where it was like I knew it was bad, but it was like funny, you know, that it was bad, like the room. But it, now it's just too bad, or like ugh, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, this is going long, so uh, that was that. It's over. <sighs> some of my personal life too, but it's like, whatever, I don't even care. I'm not- I don't have anybody to keep secrets from, so what- what does it even matter? I mean, I would say names and stuff if it wasn't for, like, <laughs> other people not wanting that, probably. Or they- they would say they don't care, but they do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it'd just be drama. But, anyway. Um, yeah, that's all. Um... Courage of the heart is very rare. The stone has power when it's there. (laughs) I love Nicodemus. But anyway...